DBK. Bad boy Khalifa. Ay, 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 ay. Catch me in the fast lane, skirt, skirt. 230 on the dash, they ain't fucking with me. She wanna ride the wave, she a surfer. Got the burner on the side, tank never empty. The road that's ahead, I'm a murderer. Make this life make sense, I need every penny. In the fast lane, Mopar, get a hemi. In the fast lane, no cars fucking with me. Yo, DBK, that boy Khalifa, and you are watching politicking. What it do? So what's the deal, man? Tell me about yourself. Introduce yourself to the people. Um, you already know, man. DBK, that boy Khalifa. Um, I'm a entrepreneur. I do it all. I'm a hip hop artist. I write my own music, man. I'm a photographer. I take my own pictures. I'm a graphic designer. I do my own cover art for my mixtapes, single covers, logos, customized stickers, all of the above. But most of all, I'm a dad. So that's about me, man. That's what I do. So what motivates you? Uh, right now, I have a, a bunch of different motivations. But right now, it's just changing the cycle for my my children so i would like to that that keeps me motivated knowing that i want something better than what i have for my children you feel me as they grow up and experience life i don't want them to have to go through anything that i have went through so so how do you plan to achieve this what's your, oh. what's your plan well you know me man i'm about to work that's all I do, man. I work for everything that I ever, uh, ever tried to pursue. So I'm just, just keep my foot on the ball, keep my foot on the gas, hand on the ball, and uh, just keep working and keep doing, uh, connecting with different people, and um, dropping this hot fire music for the people as well. Because I'm connecting with a lot of people on uh, Instagram Live, so I'm building my network with them. And my network in the streets as well. Hollywood, California. You already know what it is, man. The network is crazy down there on Melrose and all that. So I'm just doing footwork, man. Trying to build, man. And uh, hopefully it'll be there one day. So who is this nigga sitting next to you? This, nigga this is my brother. This, <laughs> this is my brother right here, man. I'm This my brother, Lil F, y'all. To do. Exactly. So, that boy Khalifa, man, what makes you unique? Um, what makes me unique is I just I be myself. Like uh, we had previous conversations that uh, before this podcast and before the other one on a personal tip. Like I used to be a real follower, you know, back back in the day. You feel me? Like I used to be a follower, so. I think what makes me unique today is like I just really I'm truly genuine being myself like and can't nobody say nothing about that. I feel it. So what do you think as an artist you could do better or differently? Um Well, there's always room for improvement. So I always think every everything as an artist I can be better in. So I try to, uh, but more what the most, my priority thing is, is actually, uh, crafting my music and, um, 
building and networking with the industry, man, trying to get people to notice me more. So, so as far as an artist, do you focus more on the craft or, you know, putting something out and going out and networking and pushing it? Um, a lot of these artists nowadays, they just, they're so focused on the music that they dropping new 30 songs every three months. Right. But they ain't out doing no performances. Yeah. They ain't out networking. They ain't out working the music that they drop. Right. So you, you drop 30 songs, but nobody's heard of them because you're not working these tracks. Right. So how do you go about it? Do you prefer to drop a project, you know, and go push it for the next six months? Or are you constantly, you know, ready to drop new projects, you know, well, new, new material? I, me, I, um, I dropped singles. How I did it, I dropped I dropped a bunch of singles before I actually made a body of work. And uh, even to this day, I still got pieces of the body of work that I haven't dropped. I dropped pieces of it, which is an EP. It was supposed to be a whole album, but I dropped it and cut it in half into an EP. So it's different type of strategies you can do as an artist to um, not... Uh, what What's the word? Like you can You can do different things instead of just wasting... Cause that's a waste when you're dropping 30 songs and you really ain't got a body of work and you're really not pushing it to a certain crowd or pushing the right network or putting the right promotion behind it it's really a waste of music you might as well hold on to that music you feel me and figure out what you're gonna do if you're gonna invest you're gonna make this these couple of songs an album or an ep or you're just gonna push that one single and push that to the fullest that's what i did i dropped singles i pushed those singles on spotify I got out there, did shows, you feel me? Shout out to Trap LA, got Digi, scan cards, all that good stuff, you feel me, to help with my promotion. Uh, it's a bunch of different things you can do, man. So I, I do with singles first to build the momentum up. And then when you build the momentum up on them singles, people want to hear more. So then you you drop an early, a early project from an EP. So that's how I'll do it. So as an artist, what would you say is your greatest achievement so far? Uh, just being consistent. That's the only thing. That's my greatest achievement. Like I've been, I've met plenty of uh, celebrities. Uh, you know, I work for, and I'm affiliated with Big U, my cousin, Criticality acclaimed, all them and stuff. But just being consistent with in the game and and continue to put stuff out and continue to love the music you feel me that's my biggest achievement because a lot of people quit and that's their biggest downfall so then how do you evaluate success how do you deem hmm. what is a success in this market because some to some artists a thousand streams is success hmm. and to other artists fifty thousand streams is success yeah so it's like how do you evaluate success? That's a good question. Nobody, nobody's ever asked me that question. Every people's ask me where do I value myself self at, but they never ask me how do I value success. That's a good question. Um, and this is the first time I answered that question too. So before you asked me that question, I didn't even know, but now I know because now I'm knowledgeable to the to the question that you asked me. But um. How I value success is what you contribute to the game and what you bring in and how many people 
you uplift and help and you know who life you changed you know so that's what how i feel successful like i don't i don't go by numbers even though i got them i don't go by numbers or i don't go by uh how many followers i got or nothing like that i go by uh work ethic and how many people I can inspire. I feel that. So how do you handle the pressure to continue succeeding? Man, because <laughs> if you reach you know, with certain, some questions, boy. If you reach a certain <laughs> point and then you turn around and you your next project or your next single doesn't do that have that same trajectory or that same success. Right. Then, what, what? How do you react to that? I just be, I just be humble, I mean, and I'm not gonna say uh, I don't get discouraged. I don't get upset. Uh, I'm human, so I do get upset and I do get discouraged uh, when certain things don't go how I expect it to go, and that's the least. That's the last thing you should do. In this game is have expectations from everybody else you feel me so i just dropped that i stopped having expectations from everybody else and i start putting my work ethic towards what i need to do so that's how i do it i get mad about it i say what i say rant whatever <laughs> you know be caring you feel me or and then after that i use that as motivation to apply it to what i need to do you feel me? Whether it's my music, raising my kids, shit. I was homeless at one point with my with with my son, and my girl was pregnant. So I can understand pressure. I feel that, and I was homeless too. We all been there. You know what yes, saying? sir. It, it, it all depends on what you do from that moment on. You know what I'm saying? Once you hit the bottom, there's nowhere else to go but up. So besides your kids and music, what else are you passionate about? Oh, I'm I'm very passionate about my family. Uh, I lost uh, two siblings, 2010, 2013. So I take family very seriously. And uh, like I said, changing the cycle in my whole family, not just my immediate, my whole family, you feel me, is a big passion of mine. Like I want to be, I want to be the Barry Gordy of this shit. <laughs> you feel me? So, yeah, my family is a, a big part of me right now. So, why rap, though? What makes Man. you want to be a rapper? Like, with, with all the plays and with the internet and with you basically being able to, niggas is going online playing Call of Duty and streaming it. No, and for real. On. Niggas is online with their homeboys playing GTA. And streaming it and getting on. Niggas is getting paid $50,000 <laughs> to play 2K. Oh, God. And getting on. There's so many no cap. plays out here. No, for real. My you son know? trying to get on <laughs> right now, so streaming. Why did you choose rap or music as the play? Uh, I didn't really choose it. It's like uh, I was, I've been around hip hop my whole life. Y'all, as you know, I was born in South Central, y'all. You know, raised in the Inland Empire, you feel me? So I've always been around the street life and hip-hop. So it was just really like I fell into it. And the people that was around me, 
they were they were freestylers. Like one of my 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 biggest inspirations is a dude that he's inspired by me today. His name is Young Brick. His name is Brick to God. And that nigga was the hottest rapper, bro. The hottest rapper out, nigga. And I just was like, shit, I, I wanted to do that shit. You feel me? So, and then after, right after that, I fell into, uh, I went into the system. I went into prison, did my time, did my biz and all that shit. And what kept me off the yard and kept me elevated and on my mind on and get my time done is I was writing, I was writing songs. Cause right before I, I got in, Right before I went to the pen, I was inspired. And I didn't let that inspiration leave. You feel me? So I sat on my bunk and I wrote songs. So when I got out, I was hitting the studio. <laughs> you feel me? I did that for two years. So how long have you been rapping for? I've been rapping since 2007. Actually, like uh, writing songs, poems, poetry, writing lyrics on paper, 2007. I recorded my first song in um 2009 so question the people that you started with are they still around they not around like that but i still i still got in contact with them so they're still your homies but yeah. as far as like the dude i'm actually talking about that's my nephew's dad but as far as your career and as far oh. as like working with them on a regular no nah, no nah, it ain't like that no more no -uh. and that's and this, it might be because of distance. You feel me? My boy, he live in Alaska now. And like I said, that is my nephew, dad. So I do talk to him. You feel me? But, you know, you know what it is when it's a work ethic. When somebody want to work with you, they work with you. Like how we here right now working. You feel me? They work with you. When somebody just want to talk about it and it sound good, they just going to keep talking about it and it sounding good. So that's what it is. So how important to you is a solid team? Oh, man. <clears throat> it's so important to me I still ain't found one yet that's how important to me it is because I do everything by myself you feel me everything you see on social media that got that boy Khalifa on it I did that you feel me so if I can get people on the same mind state and I know everybody has their own entity everybody got their own plans and their own agenda you feel me I don't want to take that from nobody, so I don't force nobody to be a part of my team. When they see the vision and they want to be a part of that vision and they like, okay, maybe I can help myself by helping him help me. And that's that's just what it is. You feel me? It ain't it ain't nobody trying to get over on nobody. Nobody trying to uh, beat somebody to the punch to success. It's just. Everybody has the same agenda. We building a team and we have the same goal. Whether it's your goal is you want to be a, 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 a head podcast, the first podcast, number one podcast in the country, or if you want to be the top artist on the number one billboard, or if you want to be the, the top photographer and you want to work for Revolt one day, you feel me? We still can be a team, you feel me? And work our way up. All I got to do is be the artist. Like I said, like I told somebody, everybody can't be the quarterback. So so that's exactly what we do over here at Politicking. We're a collaborative group. Politicking is just really a phrase that I got from watching Stephen A. Smith on ESPN. Okay. Yeah. I'm waking up and I'm seeing Stephen A. Smith argue with, with Skip Bayless 
And I'm like, nigga, all this nigga doing is what we do on the block every day. Niggas hmm. wake up and they cross the street and holler out the OG and politics. Right. On hood politics, on what's going on in the world, on you get, oh, you getting gang. You know what I'm saying? So niggas wonder, like, why niggas love hanging on the block. Because niggas is politicking on the block, and that's how you're going to get the game. Right. That's how you're going to get to come up. That's how you're going to find out, find the resources. Yeah. If you ain't on the block politicking, then you out the loop, and you don't receive this information. You don't really know nothing. So what I was doing was I wanted to, to, to amplify the voices because niggas like us will be seen as street or hood, and they'll shy away from us. So I wanted to provide a platform where you can see these hood niggas and see their intellect and see that niggas ain't on the shit that you think we own. Right. Niggas, everything ain't fucking drugs, hoes, and money. Facts. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? When it's the turn up, it's drug, hoes, and money. And you know what's funny? Somebody was <laughs> somebody was on my live. Somebody was on my live the other day. And they was like, so what do you rap about? Drugs, money, and bitches all day? <laughs> like, they just stereotyped me right there. Like, it was crazy. That's crazy that you bring that up. So, what we do is everybody is their own entity. Yeah. We only do partnership agreements, which are non-binding. And we like to work with as diverse of a group as possible. I'm a journalist. I, I used to work for a newspaper. I would run a blog. I do a podcast. Yes, sir. But when you see us out at a media conference, you got the publicist out there securing that's but this is her dream. This is what she wants to do. You got the cameraman out there, but this is his dream. That's what he wants. We got my boy Ronnie out there doing the interview. But this is his dream. Yeah. So once we get to an event, everybody is automatically in the element. Yeah. You know, so it's more just providing a venue or a platform for people to get their voices out and That's also providing a venue and a platform for you to advance your career. Yeah. If I get a job, guess what? I don't, I may not do photography, but I sell photography. Yeah. And if I get a job, guess who I'm going to hire? Somebody within my network. And that's what Nipsey was talking about. Exactly. He said, I integrated vertically. Y'all niggas blew it. That's what All Money In was about. It was about everybody in the circle plays a team, a part. So if I got to pay a nigga for the music video, I'm paying a nigga within the team. So the money exactly. never leaves the circle. That's real. And that's what All Money In, no money out. He giving you the game. Like, Nip the Great, R.I.P., he gave niggas the blueprint. So niggas really just got to follow it, you know what It flew saying? over a lot of people's head, man. For real, for real. For real. So, On the real. So everything you're talking about is exactly what we do here. Yep. Is that everybody's their own entity, and we just try to help each other along the ladder and collaborate as much as we can. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not about what you know. I like it. It's about who you know. For and real. You out there networking, so you know. Yeah, exactly. For I real. Mean that one person can get you in that door that you wasn't in before. Yes. One person. That's why you just got to keep at it. Don't, you know, mm -hmm. don't settle for your, you know, local, local shit. A lot of local artists, they settle for local shit. You feel me? And that's what I, I ain't going to do. So what, what do you like 
least about working in the industry? Uh, I don't like that you have to know, be know it's about who you know. <laughs> they don't give a fuck about your talent. <laughs> I hate that about the industry. Like, it's a certain few that really care about your talent, but majority don't give a fuck about your talent. It's like, my nigga, who brought you here? Who you with? Do they know you too? You feel me? So that's the only thing I don't like about the industry. Like, I wish, like, it was really, like, NWA days where they was really talented searching. I think that they fucked up the game because now you got to do all the work before you get to them. You got to make a million. You got to do you gotta have yeah. You gotta have a fan base. You gotta have a million dollars. You gotta you gotta have everything. And then they hit you with the three sixty deal and take a piece of everything that you do after they attach themselves to you. Right. So the game is in shambles. But yeah. niggas niggas want that check. They want that advance. What do you mean? So so when it comes to you, you say you've done everything yourself. You built this on the ground floor. I know you fucking with unique music and big you in there. Mm -hmm. Is your plan to sign to a major? A major came. Would that be the play that you're looking for? Um. Nah. I mean, if it was a hundred million, <laughs> maybe. But I need like a. I need a. I need a record. A, a record distribution deal. Record deal. Like I don't need a. Uh, a la I need a label deal is what I meant to say. A label deal. I don't need no no record deal. You feel me? Like, I, if you can't give me a label deal, you see, you see, I just told you everything I do. I just value myself right there. Like, if you ask me, well, if we give you this label deal, where do you value yourself in t a year? I just told you. I'm about to do this, 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 and this. And I got the people that's going to help me to do it. You feel me? Now. So... That's all I'm looking for is a label. Deal. Other than that, if I can't get that, I'm awesome. just independent. The labels, like you said, they don't care about your talent. They don't really no. care about you. They care about one thing. ROI. Return, return. on investment. <laughs> for real. How much money do we have to put in him to see the return that we're looking for? And that's why they want you and, to have it before you come. And if your numbers or your goes into their algorithm and gives them the proposed trajectory that they're looking for, then you get signed. Right. It's not necessarily even about your talent, but it's definitely about who you know. Because uh, I was listening to Wipe 100 and Big U. They were on, uh, what podcast was it? They were on somebody's million dollars worth of game. Okay. And uh, Gilly asked Wack how much it's going to cost to break a new artist like he did Blueface. And he said, because I'm Wack 100, I could get it done for about 75000 hmm. But for the person that don't got my resources, you don't need 500000 to do what I do. Half because I'm going to get it for the low and I'm going to get it for because I'm me. Right. So he's literally letting you know that just like you were saying, the game is rigged. And if you ain't come in the door with a nigga like Wack 100, 
thousand to do it yourself. Oh, you're stuck in this independent land where you're you just trying to figure out. That's that sucks, but hey, that's the that's the way they they molded that shit. <laughs> it's the way they molded the game. So so how do you go about generating revenue off of your music? Hey, I just wait. You talking about if I do no. sign like right now? No, right now. Uh, right now, you know, I I keep it, I keep it all organic, man. I uh, stream, I stream, everybody streams. I get people to stream. I pass out my digit cards promotion. You have to footwork to get the real numbers. You feel me? You can't, you can't play with it. Like I do it on social media. You got a, you got a message from me this morning. That's what I do. Like if you get a, a random message from me, say hey, go like my comment. Comment my post, woo -woo -woo -woo. most likely has something to do with my music or anything. You feel me? That's just me engaging with my audience. You feel me? So that's what I do. I engage more, man. And uh, right now, I get, I can't even turn my phone off, but I, I got a nice little chump change. <laughs> chump change from Distro Kid. You feel me? That's who I'm with right now, Distro Kid. So. And, I'm, and I don't know it all. I'm still learning, too. So, so another thing about Distro Kid is that. Niggas don't know that you can go start your own LLC, start your own label, register your label register with ASCAP and VMI. Oh, me. And cut out the fucking middleman. And man. cut out the middleman. So imagine if you did that, which is probably going to cost you $1,000. I already did that. And then you cut out that middleman, imagine with 100%. I, as you know, we did that with uh, my... Uh, my my uh photography my film shit the winning team you know where i post all my my footage and filming all this shit we did that with winning team i got the llc and all that shit you feel me but only thing is just on my label you feel me my label is with my uh my guy i told you about shooting stars entertainment so i'm just waiting on him i'm waiting on him nigga we can go sign papers and do all that good shit i got the i got the other platform where i can make a label through distro kid you feel me where I can even put an artist if I wanted to sign him to my shit, you feel me? And put him as an artist under my distro kid through Shooting Stars Entertainment. I could do that right now because I got that platform. But I don't own Shooting Stars. I'm just an artist from Shooting Stars. Like, I, I co-found, for sure. But my nigga, that nigga, that's that nigga shit. That's why I, I, I own the winning team. But, so, yeah, that's a smart-ass move right there with distro kid. You know what I mean? For real. Because that's all they did and with digital. That's all they're doing. Going digital. It, it, it reminds me of Koch Records. Hmm. You remember Koch Records? Mm -hmm. And Lil Wayne yep. went over there with Cash Money. and They had Juvenile and everybody, Triple right? C's went over there and everybody went over there and Fat Joe and Terror Squad went over there and all they did was they was taking 10% of distribution sales and mm. doing distro deals with the artists so now people like cash money's used was leaving universal went and signed with cox for distribution and basically ran independently and that's what they they did that whole we taking over yeah that's what they was talking about <laughs> and everybody that was on that song was signed to cox for real huh and That's crazy. Ace Hood, Hood, all them? Yes. Wow. Because Ace Hood was signed to Khaled, which comes from Terror Squad, which comes from Fat Joe. Yeah. That's crazy. And so them niggas literally pulled a play, 
started fucking with Koch and was getting their money laughing at the industry. Like, nigga, we done figured out a whole new play. That's, and that's wild. And that's why them niggas circled around and came with this 360 deal shit. Mm. And changed the whole game. Changed the whole shit up on them. You gotta read, read Dame Dash's book, Culture Vulture. And he talks about Leor Cohen, which is one of Jay-Z right-hand men. Right. He was running the Rock Nation. He was running fucking Def Jam. He was president of Def Jam at one point. Leor Cohen, man. He's Dame Dash area. Let me check that shit out. Culture Vulture. And he talks about how Leor is kind of one of the, hear that. The, the main niggas that Started this 360 deal shit. Yeah. Fucked up the game. That's that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So niggas was on fucked damn everybody up. Niggas was on damn dash, but and, and say that he fucked up from Leo Jay Z. Mm. And we all know Jay Z as the goat as far as the businessman coming from the hip hop community. But everybody can't go everywhere. Nope. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing that that's why I asked you about the, your um, your crew that you started with. Are they still around? Because they me, could be. Me, I started a podcast out in my living room, smoking and drinking, yelling and screaming, talking shit with the homies. Uh. We started listening to music at the beginning. Just kind of, we was like million dollars worth of game, but it was four or five. Right. But we wasn't interviewing. We was just debating and arguing. At a round table sitting in my living room in my apartment. I said, look, nigga, podcast going to be the future. Let's no, get this for real. Studio. Got a studio in downtown San Bernardino. Within the first three months of the studio, it was down to two niggas. Within the next three months after that, I was in the whole compound by myself. Damn. <laughs> this is when I reached out to niggas on the internet and ran into Ronnie. And Ronnie's been my right-hand man since. But everybody that I started this shit with, they still around, but they ain't involved. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely, when they say everybody can't go, oh, everybody. everybody can't go. Yeah, because that's that. That just means they ain't got the work ethic or they ain't got the, the energy or some, it's something why they can't go. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. <laughs> I feel you. So you got your own, you got you to gotta stay on your shit. No yeah, what. stay on your shit. You know That's that a cold little story right there. For real. Yeah. Dude, that shit is real as fuck. Yeah, that shit is real. Nigga, that nigga said he was the only nigga in the compound. <laughs> nigga, three. So you met Ronnie on the internet? On Facebook. Damn, that's crazy. I, I put out a post and say, nigga, I got a whole studio. Who want to work? Who want to work, huh? I wish yeah. I would have seen that shit. Ronnie was one of the only niggas that responded. Two other niggas responded, but then when they come to the meetup, they fight. Right. Hell yeah. And Ronnie came with a whole team. And out of that team, he the only nigga really around still. All right. You know what I'm saying? So, Hell yeah. Like you said, man. That's how you, really it gotta, you gotta really spend your time and effort finding that that solid team. Yes, sir. Because you can't do it yourself. Bro. You can't. You feel me? And it's overwhelming. So, and by me saying that I do all my shit by myself, I'm not bragging or none of that shit. This shit is tiring. I need a team. I need somebody to do my cover art. I need somebody to take my pictures 
while I'm out. I need somebody to record me, my nigga, and just believe in my music without, you know, I understand it's studio time, but I need an engineer that want to actually help my craft mm -hmm. instead of just taking my money and just, engineering. Just, just plugging you in. Just plugging you in, recording. And, and, bouncing, and it bouncing it out and that's it i don't like that you feel me i need a nigga that's gonna actually be like nah bro do that over i don't like the way that sound nah bro do you you're cracking on your voice bro drink some water do it over bro do it over it don't sound good do it over Nah, you slip you you're, you're slurring on that that word bro you just say that word right i need that i need that type of pressure where i'll be like all right nigga i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> you feel me that's the nigga that care about your craft my nigga that nigga not just not gonna place a record and let you do it because you your worst critic anyway with whatever you do anyway. So you always going to be like, damn, do that sound good? Do that sound good? But you always need second and third opinions. And that's that's what I need. I need an engineer that's going to push me and be like, nigga, no. Even the cameraman. Nah, bro. We about to do that takeover. You, you tripped. You, you almost fell right there. You didn't see that? <laughs> you feel me? I need that. So that's what it's about, man. Because that's how I'm going to do it, nigga. You feel me? When I take a nigga photos, nah, bro, stand this way. Get in this angle, my nigga. Stand like this, bro. I got you. You feel me? Like, I'm not going to just snap your shit, bro, and make you stand any type of way. I'm going to let you know. And then now when I give you your phone, all your pictures blurry. That's whack. I don't do that. You feel me? If niggas don't do it with love, don't do it at don't all. Don't do it at all. That's real. That's some real shit. That's so, real. So... One thing, I, I went through this process, it's called self-actualization. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is just looking at every major decision in your life and removing everybody else out the equation and only dealing with how you dealt with it, how you felt, and what you can do better. Mm -hmm. And during this process, it, I ran into a question, define yourself in one word. And that shit was powerful to me. So if you could define yourself right now in one word, what would that one word be? I'm Khalifa. Khalifa means holy in African. So I just feel like everything that I do from the point where I said I'm going to be me. And I remember I told you I used to be a follower. So, from that point where I said, I'm going to just be me, I felt like that was the purest me ever. And that's why, I, like I said, Khalifa means holy. Holy is pure. You feel me? So, all falls back to just being me. Exactly. So, let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Oh, you already know. Shout out to the and crew, man. Shout out to my boy, uh, my boy Ron at H&S, man. Shout out to Criticality Acclaimed, Unique Music, TMG Films, y'all already know, man. Shout out my bro Lil If, y'all already know, Frostbite Cola, man, y'all already know. Shout out Thanks Sinatra, I know y'all don't know who that is, you feel me, but <laughs> that's my nigga. You already know what it is, man, and uh, my family, uh, my girl, man, my number one supporter, man, she do everything. That that's It's always a great woman behind the man that's doing the thing, man, I'm telling you. So my, my girl, she's one of the reasons why. Y'all see this magnificent person right here. You feel me? All swagged out and fresh and always on top. She part of that reason. So shout out my girl, man. Y'all already know what it is. Yes, sir. I'm 
man. I just got married, so I know. I wouldn't have none of this shit. Congratulations. You know what I'm saying? Without her, man. It's crazy because when I first got with her, within the first month, I was homeless. That's what's up. And this was the first month of the relationship. And she stepped by me. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? So when you find that real one, definitely make sure you hold her down the way she holds you down. Facts. uh, Politic in the podcast, man. Be back again Wednesdays at 8 p.m. And we out of here, man. Tap in. Yee!